Hi, and welcome to the Why You podcast, a space to jam about all things career, boost your confidence and answer that really hard question, why should we hire you or why you? My name's Fee and I'm joined by Laura. Hey. In this series, we're going to break down the topic of resilience. So this is the third episode of five parts. Episode one was about what is resilience, why it's important. Episode two was rejection. Today, we're going to talk about burnout. Laura. Do you want to kick us off and talk to us a little bit about what is burnout? For me personally, when I experience burnout, it feels like that moment where I just, I've got nothing left. Mm. Everything is exhausting me. But when I'm just feeling like, yeah, I, I just am at a point where I'm not processing stuff mm. well and I feel like it's just too much. And I can mm. find myself literally saying out loud sometimes to myself, like, this is too much. I don't want to yeah. do this. But just like, I need a holiday. I need a break. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Absolutely. For me, when I've noticed it, it's like the light bulbs dimming or the colors have gone washed, like something's just off. Mm. I don't feel myself. And I think it can be really difficult when you don't know that that's a mm. thing. It's not anything you're doing differently or wrong. Like that is just a thing that happens from using up all of your energy at work and yeah. just being really aware of the signs whether for yourself or for other people and helping yeah. people identify it and normalize it that it's nothing wrong with you as a person mm. I still find that because it's come out for me so often when I'm just on this what I would describe as a hamster wheel like my period before mm. burnout is often this period where I feel like I'm on this spiral and I just imagine that I'm on a hamster wheel and I am trying everything to keep all the balls up in the air there is too much going on at work. Usually it's coinciding with there is too much happening outside. I feel like it's a miracle that things are staying, like are continuing to run. <laughs> and then that is almost always inevitably followed by a period of me being completely run down and wondering, wait, when did this happen? And it's like, well, why yeah. am I surprised? Because I've had at least several weeks, if not longer, of just, I don't think I can sustain this pace. <laughs> so I think for me, something that I really notice is like, not acknowledging accomplishments, so having what objectively on paper is a big win, but just being like, yeah, whatever next. Yeah. Like just that constant thing because I, I particularly yeah. get caught up in the bad mental space of like, well, like using your analogy, like keeping all the balls in the air, like, oh, if I let something go, I'm not doing my job properly or I fail mm. or it's, it's like a sign of weakness. And that is just categorically not the case. It is truly completely human to hit that point and ideally you do things with your you know resilience activities and your mental health to avoid it and because it can snowball so quickly that you end up completely unable to work like that is mm. one of the things that it can lead to if you ignore it for too long what's your thoughts on you know you're talking a bit there about mental health and I know both you and I are mm. really passionate about making it safe in the workplace to talk about things like this just yeah trying to normalize things a bit in the workplace mm. is there something that kind of stands out to you about when you've had to have these tough conversations about mental health in the past in your career or like what's made it feel safer for you or what do you think about when you're trying mm. to back yourself to you know ask for a mental health day or ask for you know time mm. off or whatever it is that you need yeah, it is really tricky and I don't think I do this well, like absolutely, like anyone through different varying levels of energy, like when I'm feeling okay, I can do it a little bit better. And we talked about this a little bit in episode one, like work on it when you don't need it. So setting mm. the groundwork for 
being authentic, being open about mental health when it's more comfortable to talk about Mm. so that you do have people who know that you've had challenges or know that you struggle with certain things to help identify that and sort of set set the scene a little bit and find your trusted people in the workplace so that it's not like a shock or a surprise to them. I think that's really hard for people when it's that comes out of the blue. So if you can be really open and be honest and show that they will one be better at being able to observe when there's a change. And I think Hopefully you've got a bit of an established relationship to feel hopefully more comfortable, you know, when you do hit that point or Mm. it does come up. Like talking things through with different people sometimes is helpful as well. So Yeah. One interesting thing to me has been seeing organisations evolve even over the time I've been working in terms of opening up sick leave to being more open about not just physical sick leave but when you're actually struggling mentally. And I think it's probably not not yet as universal as we'd like it, but I think – we're heading in the right direction. Mm. I think it's becoming more safe organizationally. It's actually nice to see more of that dialogue because you wouldn't need to give a huge defense of why you need some time off if you've come in with like, maybe you just need a few days off after a surgery before you can come back to working remotely. But when it comes to having like a mental health, sometimes Mm. doesn't feel quite as safe and it should, like it should really feel just as much as like, I need to go to the doctor to go see them about this broken arm I should feel yeah. just as safe to say hey I need to talk to my psychologist I need a bit of time off and that I'm hoping becomes a yeah. safer conversation yeah I definitely think it is and it's the same thing yeah like oh, I have a cold I'm not working mm. I have complete mental fog yeah and, and just have I need a mental health day I definitely am seeing that trend like people referring to it. it's just it's personal leave yep and you're in some way unwell and mm-hmm. that is as okay types of health like yeah it it really should and yeah it is encouraging to see workspaces and and society as a whole definitely we experience Mm. that in australia you know we have certain days and and a focus as like mental health month and are you okay day and a lot Mm. of really trying to normalize that and i in particular love like when we see like celebrities and sports stars work in places they're so passionate about and experiencing mental health struggles, particularly when it's something that people think, well, you know, your life should be real easy and, (laughs) and, you know, we make those judgments on each other. So Mm. it's really great, I think, when people talk about that so openly and and can really lead the way. I think one thing that's really interesting to me is that it doesn't just come from tough times at work and all bad stuff. Like this danger of passion or, you know, you can be in your dream job or in something you really love. And sometimes just too much of a good thing is also a possible trigger for burnout. And I think just making that also safe, Mm. like you don't have to expect it to only come like, why am I feeling like this? I love my job. I love the people I work with. Like you can still be experiencing burnout. Sometimes there is still just Mm -hmm. too much demand on you. You might just need a break. And I share that example because when I was working on grad program role, for me, that was something I absolutely loved. But there's no doubt that there was a lot going on. There's a lot of different stakeholders. Everyone's interested in hearing about the program. All of our amazing grads out there, they all have like their own development plans. And I was so keen to be involved in and support. But you're trying to manage all these different cohorts at the same time. So Mm. when I think back to that role, like there were definitely times where I was really struggling with burnout. And I was really honest about that. That's like, I think, okay as well, just to make it safe that it's not just like, oh, I have to be having the worst time at work to be experiencing burnout. Like, no, it can happen when you're loving your job. And it's not a sign of failure. Like, yeah, unfortunately, it happens to a lot of high performers because you go the extra yards and you put so much extra into it that 
you have these really high peaks, but it can burn out. So I think trying to find that balance, you need the recovery time. And it's difficult. Like I don't think organizations are really set up to inherently have that space. So you have to have a really strong boundary. There's always stuff. There's always more. So you have to set that up of Mm. I'm going to have this high intense time of effort and then a break in whatever way is meaningful to me. Mm. I find it really helpful to have something in mind. So, you know, knowing I have a long weekend coming up, booking holidays, some of those things to look forward to help me a little bit when I'm like, okay, I've, you know, like running, a not that I've ever run a marathon, but <laughs> what I imagine is this like, you know, okay, I'm, I'm pushing, pushing hard. I've just got to get to the finish line. And then there's a break, yeah. like actually knowing there is a definitive break <laughs> that you can take and, and have some downtime because otherwise you're kind of like, cool, I've reached the top of the hill. Uh, crap, it's it's actually just <laughs> it's the first peak. I've got to keep climbing. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I think that helps just signal that it's rare that people will come along and be like, okay, you take this break now. So you mm-hmm. have to really take the ownership of your mental health there and do the things day to day that work for you and and the activities that help. No, I 100% agree. I've just always been shown an immense amount of support when I needed it. But Mm. they'll often say to me, well, will you tell me like, what do you need and how, how can I help you? And that's the hard bit when you're, especially when you, as you go forward in your career and you start to have either like a team under you or you're managing a a whole portfolio Mm. like your manager isn't going to be having oversight of everything you do. You do need to think through, well, how can I create the space and ask for the help you need, ask for what you really need. So if you do need time off, but also you need Mm. to think through what stuff can you let go of? What stuff can you say no to, or maybe not just no to, but I've already committed to something and I now need to go and let someone down and say, sorry, we can no Mm. longer commit to that time. Like that's something I personally struggle with whenever it comes to these situations Mm. is like, my boss or my friends will be like, well, what can you say no to? I'm like, well, new stuff I've already been saying no to for weeks now. But the issue is actually I feel so guilty saying, well, I now I've Mm. been told you weeks ago I could do this and now I can't because I'm just not feeling well Mm. enough. And that that is a real interesting point of like self-reflection, like, okay, that's okay. And how do I just saying that I'm only one person and There are other things, Mm. obviously, if you're in a position to delegate, if you're in a position to ask for help from maybe you have a team that pitches in for each other to do that, or maybe you've got a team below you that you can maybe actually ask for more help. There are other options out there (laughs) putting some serious thought into, no, I want to create this space, so how am I going to do that? And how am I going to do it so it's not just time off? Because sometimes, you know, taking a few days off or a few weeks off, that's not going to solve the problem. It's going to help, but then taking that time... Yeah, exactly. And then creating space for A, getting rid of the stuff that's adding to the burnout and stress, but B, creating almost like micro spaces in your day. And mm. how do you how do you create time at the end of the day where you're logging off on time, you're getting some headspace so that you actually do build up more fuel in the tank and you are feeling less burnt out and you're not needing to take five weeks off to do that. Exactly. Like it's so much of that maintenance and, and good habits. And the last thing I want to say on this subject is I have been in one of those workplaces where I felt completely unsupported and I tried lots of things and I just had a manager who just did not get it, didn't want to listen. And I got out of there and it was also <laughs> okay. It was really painful because I didn't, it was quite passionate about it, but it just it's not worth your mental health. And mm-hmm. I, I just wanted to, to also make the point, you know, sometimes you just got to call it and go, this job isn't worth my mental health. And, and mm-hmm. you might not be able to go on the spot, but just recognizing 
I'm at my end of this. I, yeah. It's time to to look for something else. It doesn't always have to be leaving the business. That was the right thing for me to do mm. there. But I, I just wanted to add to that point that totally. it will continue to burn you out if there's some systemic mm. issues and, and, you know, you have to, to make that judgment. Again, a lot of this is in the view that ideally before it gets to a really dramatic point and, and really prevention is absolutely key. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's this true. is always going to be an area that's, you know, it's tough. And if you're in this state at the moment, if you're in a bit of just trying to take it moment to moment and struggling, just trust that things will get better. Mm. Take the time out. And if all you can do is reprioritize your list for the coming few hours or the coming day, just do that and just remind yourself if no one else has today, you are human and you're doing your best yes. and that is all we can ever ask of ourselves. Yeah, you deserve to feel good and it's okay to mm. want that and prioritize yourself mm-hmm. and find one thing that you can do and if you absolutely can't see what that is, find one person that you can ask for help. You don't always have to come up with the solution and sometimes that can be really difficult to see what that is. So if you're at that spot, find someone. To, mm. to ask for help. Maybe this is where we should figure out how to put our contact details in. <laughs> we'll figure it out. Yeah. I would I would totally help someone if they emailed us. Um, <laughs> chain, pivot the podcast to <laughs> hot takes from the <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, lovely. Anyway, thank you so much for listening. This has been part three of Resilience All About Burnout. Our next two episodes will be about ambiguity and then hardships so the life stuff thank you so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time bye bye